if you guys don't want to pay for this, we got other guys who are willing to do this. Right. And in Austin, Texas is the is the name that came up. And they want four hundred and thirty five million dollars to stay here for fifteen years. They change the name, and you can say like, "Hey, look at this future owner. Uh, you got a fifteen year contract here. Right. Are you packaging this up to sell mm-hmm. it?" You know, as you dive into these numbers, the amount that the local, you know, city, state, munis- municipalities have to pay in additional taxes for what they're actually getting back, yeah, it, it's no longer equitable at, at the old style split. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Capitalist Investor. You have your man, your boy, Diamond Hands D, <laughs> and back again by popular demand, our guy, Tony Zabigala. What's up, Tony? What's up, man? I'll never get over that nickname you guys coined for yourself. I'll never get over it. Diamond Hands D, it just rolls I, off it, the It tongue. does roll, but it's just, I got nothing. Uh, so I will just giggle every yeah. time you say it. <laughs> you have a nickname? We, we need to come up with an, uh, an on-air nickname for Mark. Mark? Yeah. I mean, the Dizzle. The Tep Dizzle, I know, is, yeah. is, is, the, that, is, is the old one. Oh, is it? We need yeah. a new one? Yeah. I'll get back to you. All right. We're going to have to put a Twitter poll up on that, too, so maybe we can get the uh, public's opinion on that one. All right. But we haven't really made too much headway on that. I saw on Twitter, actually, someone said Teflon Tepper. Yeah. Which, you know, is... is That's not, not bad, bad, but it doesn't roll. Yeah. It doesn't roll. I'm with you on that but. one. So... All right. Well, let's get into this week's topic, which I think is a is a very good one, and you know, a little different than just picking stocks and things like that, and, and talking uh, uh, the investments in the economy and Bitcoin and all that good stuff. So, there's actually been uh, a couple pieces of uh, news that I've seen recently uh, related to football. So, the football season is kicking off. We saw the Hall of Fame game here, you know, just uh, right down the road from us. Yep. Uh, a couple weeks ago uh, for the airing of this episode. I think uh, we'll have some preseason games, some real ones, um, which we didn't get last year. We should have those probably the weekend before this air since we're uh, about a week behind. But the big headline right before the, the camp started was about the Buffalo Bills. Right. So basically, um, the stadium in Buffalo was built in 1973, <laughs> which is a long time ago now. Um, and the Pagulas, who head up the ownership group for the Bills, uh, basically went to uh, the city and the state and said, "Hey, you know, we need a a cool 1.5 billion dollars <laughs> from taxpayers." Wow. Um, to not just for the Bill Stadium, but also for the Buffalo Sabres Arena, uh, which is also in bad need of repairs. Um, the the Pagulas own that um, franchise as well. Yeah, the Buffalo. I, I mean, so I, I can two things. So I, I can get behind a multi, you know, uh, a multi-use type of facility. You know, if you're going to have two professional sports teams, and I can get behind that, but. I might get behind it a little bit. You've been to a Buffalo's game. I, I had the luxury of going to one. If no one, if you have not been to that stadium, it's like going to a high school football game. Like it is literal bleachers. Yep. It is wide open. 
it, it's obviously cold in Buffalo. So I went in like, I think like they were playing some, they were playing the back when Tim Tebow, <laughs> Tebow time when he, when they, you know, brought him off oh, the yeah. bench and he was mm-hmm. doing his magic or whatever. I went and saw them play uh, Tebow. And I mean, it was minus 15 degrees and there is no shelter from that. Not even when you go and get like a hot coffee or yep. chocolate or something like <laughs> it is wide open. Yep. It is a throwback to high school football days. Absolutely. You know, that's that's a great way to describe it. I have actually not been back um, for many, many years to go to a game. Um, but what Tony said is a thousand percent true. And we actually went through the same thing here in, in Cleveland uh, when definitely when, when the Browns left. Yeah. Um, and, and we're talking about, so that's why we talked about this before. And, and I, and I started like some, some old emotions started coming back. <laughs> um, you know, the, the Browns have been ripped away from us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a diehard Browns fan, even since I was a little kid. Um, you know, my family watched it. On, I mean, I just, you kind of grow up that way. Right. Yep. And, um, they were ripped away. Um, and actually, now we have another controversy. I know you talked football in the in the Buffalo, but like the thing that I'm really heated about is first of all, they changed the name of the Indians, <laughs> and, now, and now they're trying to restructure a 15 year deal to keep them here in town. Mm-hmm. And they came up with a price tag, and and I think our stadium is is gorgeous. I really love the layout. Could it use some polishing? I'm sure it can, but I still think it's still a great state of the art kind of stadium. Yep. And they want $435 million to stay here for 15 years. Um, some of the math behind it was, uh, you know, the city's going to throw in, uh, you know, $115 million. The county's going to throw in $140 million. The state, $30 million. Start adding this stuff up, and ownership's paying one-third of that cost. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the – the, the funny part about that is, you know, if you're an Indians fan, Guardians fan, whatever you want to call them, call them the Indians. I'm not even going to say that name again. <laughs> um, you you know that the, the Dolans have been known to be, quote unquote, cheap. Yes. You know, they don't spend a lot of money for the players on the field. The Dolans, the owners of the Cleveland Indians. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and I looked this up. The, the team is worth, according to Forbes 2020, $1.15 billion. Right. Dolan's bought it for $325 million 20 years ago. You know, 6.5% annualized rate of return. <laughs> That's pretty good. I did the math on that. But to put that in then perspective, the New York Yankees blow everyone away at $5 billion. Um, and then Houston. So Houston is a team that's won a couple championships. They got a solid team right now, mm-hmm. $1.8 billion. So now you can kind of see where the Indians fall at $1.1 billion. Right. Um, I don't know, man. Like, So like, you want to build a stadium. All this money is going in there. Where does the revenue come from? Obviously, you know, state, county, local taxes are going to go up, sin tax. I don't know if they're going to be printing extra lottery tickets. <laughs> I don't know, man. Scratch-offs. I don't know how this works. But – What's your opinion? Don't uh, does should the owner be, you know, on the hook for more or less? Yep, I think that's what it comes down to, and I I think a lot of people have different opinions on that. Absolutely. So, um, much like the Bills and the Browns playing in an open air stadium, you know, hey, that's football weather, right? right? right. You you, you gotta have that home field advantage. I did feel it that way 
when I was 19 years old. <laughs> now that I'm old, um, I don't want to sit outside to watch a Browns game or a Bills game. <laughs> you know, I just don't want to do it. Right. Um, both stadiums have crazy wind that rip through there. Um, it's just not enjoyable for me anymore. Yeah. I, you know, when they were, when the Browns were coming back, they talked about, you know, putting a roof on top and like, Oh, that they'll take mm-hmm. away from the nostalgia of the right. Browns. Or at least same thing we're talking about. But, you know, as maybe somebody that's more of like, okay, what kind of use can we get out of this? If mm-hmm. we, if we slap a dome on it, I could use it for indoor concerts. I might be able to host a Super Bowl, um, other types of events, things like that. Yeah, and that makes sense on an mm-hmm. economic sense. You know, I mean, I know it costs obviously it costs more to build a dome, but yeah, you know, what are you missing out on for not having that? Exactly. So yeah, so how I used to like sitting outside. You know, I used to think, hey, these cities and in, in these states and these municipalities, they gotta come to the table. You know, that's what I used to think. They have to, you know, whatever it takes to keep these teams in town. Right, because we saw the Browns move, um, and to finish the setup on on the Bills story, um, the ownership group asked for 1.5 billion, and essentially said, without saying, if you guys don't want to pay for this, we got other guys who are willing to do this. Right, and in Austin, Texas, is the is the name that came up. Yep. So the Bills have had no discussions with with Austin. Um, Jerry Jones, if anyone knows anything about the NFL. Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, would never in a billion years ever allow a team to move into Austin. Right. Well, I mean, you have how many how many football teams are you gonna have in Texas? <laughs> like you already have two, right? Yep. Like NFL football teams. Exactly. Um <clears throat> so, it, it kind of makes me look at like, you know, again, bringing like the, the Indians back to to thing like I don't know. I hope I hope somebody on the Ohio side of the table is negotiating this well because I feel like it's a setup and this could be a, a setup for, you know, Buffalo. You could use it Absolutely. in any sense, but a setup mm-hmm. to sell the team. They change the name and you can say like, hey, look at this future owner. You got a 15-year contract here. Right. Um, you know, I, and also, I mean, that, that that's where I would be like, okay, are you selling this? To, are you packaging this up to sell mm-hmm. it? Um, but also – if I was on Ohio, I'd be like, all right, we're going to dump all this money in there. Can you put a product on the table? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you're coming to the table with 150 million, but you know, we're coming up with 300 million. Exactly. Can you do something? Can you spend some money? <laughs> Could you, you know, Lindor wanted to stay. I mean, Manny or J Ram wants to stay like, yep. come on. So yeah, completely agree. So that, that opens it up. That opens the debate. You know, who should pay for these stadiums? And, and like I was saying, I, I, I've come around. You know, I think it should be a split for sure. Um, but a, as you dive into the numbers, and this is a surprising take for me, you know, as you dive into these numbers, the amount that the the, the local, you know, city, state, munis- municipalities have to pay in additional taxes for what they're actually getting back, yeah, it, it's no longer equitable at, at the old style splits and and, you know i mean like you look at just any city in general you know buffalo cleveland like Mm -hmm. how many people are actual sports fans i I don't know like Mm -hmm. 50 percent you know so you got you got a 50 percent of the population paying for something that they don't 
they don't care about yeah, exactly. you know you're because you're going to be jacking up taxes on parking concerts sports events syntax um you know you'd start rattling this stuff up and and it sounds like inflation to me <laughs> right you know another another one that was uh, a local one uh was for the calves yeah. right and i think this is a pretty good example because you and i have been able to see this firsthand um, not with the team actually leaving, but with LeBron leaving, right? And and we were able to see with our own eyes yeah. the impact that that had on the downtown businesses and the restaurants. There's no question that that there was fallout from from that. And if you know the Indians or the Guardians were were to leave town, which again I don't think uh, that is likely, but if they were to leave town, that would put a, a big dent in in the downtown economy. But again, what is the right number? You know, um, going back to the the Rocket Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse with the Cavs, Dan Gilbert is the owner of the Cavs, and I think he was like seven or it was something crazy of the richest people uh, in the world. He was in the he's in the top top fifteen for sure. Wow! Um, and the Cavs they just finished a really great renovation um, to to their stadium. The original deal was for 140 million, um, 140 million dollar upgrade, and at the end of the day, Dan Gilbert essentially paid for 62 percent of it, and the 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 city paid for you know roughly 38 um, percent. Yeah, so 140 million. I mean, if you saw what they've done, I can see it. You yeah, know, they they did mm-hmm. a great job. Um, this is obviously. This is LeBron money being put. <laughs> they won the championship several years. They renovate. Um, but, you know, I think they had to renovate it so that they can repurpose it towards concerts. They have a, a minor league hockey, uh, hockey team, yep. Monsters, which mm-hmm. I, I enjoy going to. Absolutely. Um, they, they can repurpose that. So that money, I feel, is well spent mm-hmm. uh, on that facility. The owner came up with the majority of it, which is fantastic. Um, and it does you know, bring people to local businesses to like go and eat before they go to the game, Mm -hmm. things like that. I don't know what, you know, you know, the Indians, for example, again, 400 or 400, 400 million plus. I don't know. I mean, that's good for what? Six months out of the year. I don't know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it was good repurposed money. Uh, Unfortunately, just no one's ever going to want to come to the Cavs unless we draft (laughs) them again. You know, draft a multi-general generational type of player like yep. LeBron. So, so you know, and one more I was looking at because it's it's it was new last year. The Dome Stadium in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. the new one, it cost one point eight billion dollars. Um, Seven hundred and fifty million of that came from Clark County. Two hundred million came from the NFL. Um, they did the the PS PSLs for seat licenses as well, uh, like they did in Cleveland. Yep, but that was more of a split, and that was a a move, right? So the the Raiders moved uh, away from uh, Oakland and moved to Las Vegas. Yeah, I and, mean, honestly, I'd love to know clarity on like the the you know this came up on my mind Green Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Doesn't the city or the, the the fans don't they own the team? Yes, like. Mm-hmm. I wish I, I wish I, you know, knew how that worked. I never did the due diligence to really fit, but mm-hmm. it sounds amazing. I, I don't know how it works. Like yep. if they need, <laughs> if they need $150 million, like, you know, that's coming straight from the taxpayers, but they also probably get to reap the rewards of revenue sharing and, and things like that, you yeah, know? So for sure. 
So yeah, I got one little more, one little thing I want to talk about as well. But that is, that is pretty much the the issue in a nutshell. Yeah, and it's just my opinion that I wish all sides could come together for better solutions. You know, um, some of these billionaire owners don't need the public funding. They shouldn't be forced to do that um, by using the threat of leaving. Um, however, if you're going to build a stadium like Tony Stead, make sure that it's multi-use that that's my big problem with what they did in Cleveland because that stadium they built sits empty 99% of the time. Yeah. Uh, is right on the lake. It gets pounded by weather. Um, it's not the fun place to be in the wintertime, you know, come up with better solutions. Right. And I think it, it would make both the public and the private people happy. So, all right. In one more NFL topic that I saw, uh, and I think it, it, it actually might have some, some traction behind it. So, uh, one of the ex ESPN, uh, presidents, John Skipper was on some interview. I can't find out which one here. Uh, but he basically said, I was on the Dan Lebetard show. Um, he essentially said that one day you may see the Super Bowl on oh, pay-per-view. Yeah. So, you know, obviously we don't have to have a long conversation about it. Uh, but what do you think about that, Tony? Do you think the Super Bowl on pay-per-view is is uh, in the, the near future? I'm surprised it hasn't been done already. <laughs> Come on, really? Um, you know, as... Specifically, I feel like as the NFL gains more popularity, and it felt like it's been almost exponential over mm-hmm. the last several years. Um, absolutely, I, I, I would people pay it. I don't know. Yes, mm-hmm. you're right because um, w- they're making money on ads. I mean, how does? I mean, I'd like to see how that works because you're still. I feel like you're still going to see ads. Yep, and, for sure. You know, and you're, but now I'm going to have to pay seventy bucks to to have it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're, you know, it's going to force a lot more parties and get together, right, exactly. guess, which is cool. You know, yep. who doesn't uh, enjoy, you know, Super Bowl Sunday? Um, I'm just surprised they haven't done it so far. Um, I'm, it's definitely on the docket. It will definitely happen 100%. I just don't know when, probably in the next two years, I'd imagine. Oh, wow. I, I, can't, I can't. I. <laughs> why wouldn't they do that? It doesn't make... I mean, they're in it for for money. They have all this, yep. you know, all this streaming, you know, streaming money coming in from all these networks. Maybe, maybe there's something in in those contracts that prevent them from doing it. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, the the times they are changing, right? <laughs> so um, when I first heard that, first heard that take, uh, my first reaction was anger. Like, hey, there's no way <laughs> right. they can do that. Um, but it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, it 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 is the most popular television show. By a far, far margin. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe now that I think about it, I'm sure that I don't know what station it's on CBS or whatever. I'm sure they have them for a 10 year contract. Right. So mm-hmm. maybe it would happen in the next decade. Mm-hmm. Um, once those con, but those are getting paid big money from the network. Are they going to recoup that money by charging you 70 to 100 bucks for the game? Like, I, I don't know. It's a good question. I, I, don't I, w- I would think so. I would think so. Too. Um, you know, the biggest pay-per-view uh, event was Mayweather Pacquiao in 2015 
4.6 million buys and 600 million in revenue. How about that YouTube star? How much money did that? How much did that bring in? Like um, I don't, I forget, but like the the, the Logan Paul. Yeah, like it's I don't even a ridiculous know, I don't even, amount. Yeah, I don't even. Me, I'm just you know, kind of out of that scene. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I never even heard of him, and I'm like, who is this guy, and how did he get paid 50 million dollars to be in a fight where yep. he almost probably. You know, they took it easy on him. I think. Oh yeah, Mayweather. I think everyone knew that. <laughs> hit, him in the, hit him in the jaw. He almost held him up and hit him again. <laughs> they don't call him Money May for nothing, man. Right. He, he gave the gave the people a show. Um, everyone, you know, got at least some <laughs> of their money's worth out, the, out of that. The, fight. the Super Bowl is an event that people will pay for. Yep, in my opinion. Yeah, and and you can see it. It's changing already. Um, five years down the road, you know, I don't think a lot of people are going to have cable. It's been an exodus yeah. with, and, and now there's so many streaming services. We almost have the same problem all over again. Um, but you know, there's, I just don't watch my cable TV. The, the only time I do is really for, for live sports. Yeah. I mean, a cable company is probably like the, the tr- transition of blockbuster, right. you know, just within that great, great it, it was gone. It yep. was a popular thing that just poof, gone vanished. Same thing with cable companies. Like, you know, the pandemic really, I think, opened a lot of people's eyes and mm-hmm. like, hey, I could have all these other features for, you know, 20 percent of the cost of right. a cable cost. Right. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah, I think I think you'll see it there, folks, one day, uh, one day pretty soon. Um, and I also think network television. I also think that's kind of on the way out. Yeah. Um, I think the the sports are, are really all that that is propping it up right now. Uh, I'm not sure who's tuning in anymore for, you know, CSI, Las Vegas or whatever, but right. it's, it's, it's a, it's a business model that I don't think is going to work for, for too much longer. Yep. So that is it for this week's episode. Tony, thanks so much for, for hopping back on. I think actually I'll be off next week. Uh, so you might get Tony again. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what, what Mark says here. Right. Um, but thank you for tuning in. Uh, as always, uh, hit that subscribe button. If you would, we would genuinely appreciate it. And if you leave us a good review, send us a screenshot to info at swpconnect.com and we will hook you up with some cool swag. And I think we're going to get some new hoodies here uh, for the fall. So, so that'll be good. Uh, so thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in the podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any investment, legal, financial, or tax strategy. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. Please consult a qualified professional about your individual needs.